Hey, Evan, you ever been in a band? Maybe once. All right, but our guest has. Uh, <laughs> hey. His band is actually good. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, don't start pointing fingers just yet about whose band's good. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, but welcome back to the Album Hour, everyone. This is our music review podcast, and this is going to be a pretty special episode for us um, because Evan and I aren't the only ones here. We have our good friend Grant with us this episode, and the reason he's here is because his band, Sad Park, recently dropped an album. Uh, The date would be the 20... Was it now? The date today or the date that our the, album the, the date the album dropped. You, you should know. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> our album came out the 24th of September. Okay. So I got to talk the label about this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I drums. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, September 24th. It's All Over came out. And now you guys are talking about it. And I was at dinner. And I was like, <laughs> yo, let me do a guest spot. And now I drove home from dinner. And now I'm here. <laughs> it was the, the most perfect instagram comment i may have ever done <laughs> like i was like yo i should let him know right now that we're doing this this did come together really quickly and i half jokingly was like yo give me a feature on this podcast dog <laughs> and now we're here doing the podcast yeah that's pretty awesome uh but no th- this is this is a pretty surreal thing even like when I was listening to it and when I was getting ready for today, it is pretty cool that you can have your friend's album on, you know, just the show. So this is awesome. And thanks for, for hopping on with us as our first official guest on the album hour podcast. First official guest. Yo, don't tell my PR person that I'm doing <laughs> this podcast without getting paid because she's going to lose her mind. All right. We, we won't tell her. <laughs> I'm looking. Hold on, really quick. Before we keep going, I'm looking at my levels. Are they good? They look a lot lower. No, no, than you're good. You're chilling. No, no, yeah, you're chilling. We're chilling. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're chilling. Don't even worry. We're just here to hang. No, but uh, but yeah, thank thank you guys for having me. Uh, thank you guys for fucking listening to this and I guess reviewing it, talking shit about it while your friends in the room. <laughs> we we had it on our radar for season two. We we knew that we were gonna do it, and. I think we it was it was just a, a given for us to do uh, because it's so good or because you knew the person who played drums. Well, on it? because you're on it, because that's because, that's that's the cool part. <laughs> right. So so one of our. It, for, for me, at least, I don't know, Anthony, you may feel the same way. It was for me listening to it. I was like a very proud friend yeah where i was like even though even though i didn't help you with this in any way i was listening to it and i was like damn that's that's my friend and he's doing really well and like hell yeah well also thank you buddy well also like okay low-key uh it it makes it makes it feel like we're like this this is gonna be lame as fuck but it's gonna be like we're semi-famous because it's like oh our friend dropped an album and now we're gonna have him on our show we're riding the coattails. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ride the coattails hard. So funny story about uh, when our new guitarist, Aiden, joined the band. He didn't record this last album. He joined the band with us in February, I think. Okay. We finished recording this album in like November of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was the middle of the pandemic. We were just basically practicing like 
two times a week, just teaching him the songs. And I was getting on his ass. As I'm sure your, you know, listeners know, you two are a bunch of band nerds. Evan, <laughs> do you talk about your job on the podcast at all, Evan? I, I do not. I don't even okay. think they know what my job is. Well, I won't. You know, leave this to say, there's music involved, right? So we're, <laughs> yes. We're a bunch of a bunch of music people. So you guys get how I am, where I'm just like, motherfucker, your eighth notes? Your eighth <laughs> notes need to be in time. I was like, just because you're playing on, you need to be more aggressive the less notes you play with your interpretation. And we're just riding this dude. And like the first time we play a show, you know, so like he's not enjoying any of like the fun parts of being in Sad Park, no. like playing shows, meeting fans. He's just like doing hard work in a hot ass <laughs> garage getting yelled at and this dude's like 19 aiden's really young oh geez i like a bunch of 23 year olds a bunch of 24 year olds and i just kept shitting on him for writing our <laughs> coattails i was like aiden you gotta start putting in the work man like you're just you're just riding off of our success right now <laughs> he was doing nothing cool anyways that's the, that's the whole story oh my god uh, and so yeah anyways i took you should have had me on because <laughs> i'm just being grant how we normally are when we hang out where i'm loud and i take over the conversation no but this is no but this is awesome (laughs) but but i do want to get into the album so this is if i'm not mistaken your second official album is that correct you know yeah it's our second official it's like our first official okay technically our second it's our first album released like with like a label and like a team backing it you know what i mean yeah and where we were kind of like all right we know what we're doing uh the first album i played on with sad park was the album sleep right uh we released in 2018 and i joined the band like four months before that happened i think okay it was like super like we recorded it recorded drums in like uh my dad's garage you know a lot of garage (laughs) stuff um still with sam sam uh my buddy, you know, yeah, yeah. Know Sam, we know like Sam. High school and shit. Exactly. Uh, he recorded that. And that was like, you know, we released it and like kids in the Valley liked it and it got us, you know, a fair amount of fans and like the kind of surfy indie scene. Yeah. And then kind of, as we were writing this album, I've always been a big Jeff Rosenstock fan and bomb the music industry and pup and Prince daddy and all those kind of like more, I don't want to say emo bands, but just like that kind of sound. And so we were all just, getting more influenced by that and then just really really moving away from like that surfy kind of vibe that mm-hmm. surf you know like close your eyes and think about southern california punk music yeah yeah kind of vibe exactly and so we were just like let's like really try and do something cool and different for a southern california band for this album and you know we just uh, we tried really hard and <laughs> and then yeah so then this is kind of like our first like you know, this is our first thing. Like, yeah. For example, our PR person will be like, you know, we're introducing the world to Sad Park, and we're all just like, yeah. But then secretly, we're like, I mean, you know, we've we've been around. We've been <laughs> so yeah. So, sorry to you know. No, but but uh, you you posted on Instagram like forty five minutes ago mm-hmm. uh, that this album took two years to finish. Yeah. Right. So so. Uh, technically we started recording it before I even laid down drum tracks, even though we went and re-recorded all those parts, if that makes sense. Okay. So like the first thing that you hear that is still on the album, uh-huh. the oldest thing that you hear that's on the album were the drum tracks, which were recorded July 5th, 2019 is when Jesus. we recorded the first half of songs. So like, uh, awake, uh, 
almost like the literally like straight up the first half of the album. Damn. Um, with the exception of over and over, I think. Okay. We recorded the like that far back, right? So that's Jesus. two and a half years ago. And then we did the second half of drums. I know these dates very specifically because of holidays, because it was December <laughs> 27th. So it was the day after 4th of July and then two days after Christmas. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. And then in between that time, it was like, can we get studio time at Conway Studios, which is where we recorded? And that's where Sam works. So we were able to like get some time in. But, you know, when you're recording drums, like you need at least two days because you want to set up and then record. And it takes so much time to like get sound and okay. figure out that stuff. So it took a long time for us to find two whole days in a big studio where they were free. And we were getting kicked out by like Christina Aguilera or Snoop Dogg or something. <laughs> and then we would like go in if there was like five or six hours free in the studio, they would be like, oh, shit, like, let's take guitars. And like we could record a guitar track in that studio. And then what happened was it was like, dude, this is taking fucking forever. So in like March of 2020, you guys know what happened, you know. Yeah. Sweet, sick time. Awesome. The world shut uh, down. A, a sick time. I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um, what's up? I come prepared. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. But so we were like, we got to get this shit done. So we ended up like renting a bunch of gear from people that we had connections with. And we just like set up this like tiny makeshift studio in like Graham's garage. It was hot as shit. And we're recording like guitar tracks in there, uh, vocal tracks for like the first half of the album in there. Uh, all the glockenspiel that you hear, except what was on I Should, was recorded there. Yeah. Like all the auxiliary percussion was recorded there in a fucking garage. And then we were able to like, once things opened up for the first time in like July ish of 2020. Yeah. We were able to like go into the studio again and we like recorded, we re-recorded some guitar tracks and we recorded some vocal tracks and stuff. But yeah, I would say maybe like 60% of the album is recorded in a studio over the course of like a year and a half. And then the other 40% is like all in garages and like bedrooms and shit. So yeah. it's like a miracle that it sounds halfway decent no it sounds awesome it sounds yeah it sounds a lot more than halfway decent i think there's a there's a very specific thing that you think of when you're like this was recorded in my garage and it like sounds you know you know what it is i'll tell you i'll give okay. you guys the the secret it's mastering yo like when you master <laughs> some shit it's crazy <laughs> Like, you know those memes where it's like, hey, what does mastering do? And it's like the big brain memes. And it's like, oh, I'm doing oh and then blah, it's blah. like and then all the, the way. It just like makes it louder. Like <laughs> it just makes it louder. It makes it louder and it kind of compresses everything. And it just like it makes it sound good. Yeah, because you, you, you're saying that like some of it was recorded in a garage, but it definitely did not sound I mean, that okay. way at all. Like it's, it's recorded in a garage. We were using like nice gear you know what okay I mean? we had it running through like a ten thousand dollar interface oh okay that's why that's yeah, why I mean, that was nice and like we had nice mics but it's still like the the fact that you're recording an album where we wanted and we'll get into this sorry if we're kind of like skipping around no no, no we're good where, you know you want it to like cohesive is a big thing because that kind of came later on in the the process of writing the album where we're like ooh, what if every song you know connects to each other mm -hmm. um and we were like, well, we can't really tell a story because the songs aren't written like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you guys know the Prince Daddy and the Hyena album, 
uh, Cosmic Thrill Seekers. Yeah, yeah, yes. So we that album about is like this once I think. Yeah, like that album is a very cohesive like story kind of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like okay, we can't really do that, but we can at least kind of like make it feel like a cohesive like theme. You know what I mean? Like every song yeah. is like roughly about something kind of similar and then that that kind of theme being like, you know, just like dealing with shit in your life. Yeah, and then, I definitely and then got that. That final track is like the period you know, it's the only track on the album where there's silence before it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, here is like the thesis of the album, which is like, this shit's going to suck, but like, you're going to keep going and it'll be all right. Um, and so I, the fact that we were trying to do something that cohesive and we did it in like seven different locations <laughs> over like a year and a half and it still sounds kind of cohesive is like, that's pretty cool to me. Yeah. Okay. I love this conversation that we're having because we speculate a lot about like, Oh, did this person think like about all these things? No. Yeah. Go, go for it. Like, tell me if I was not here, what would your conversation? (laughs) Okay. So if if, I, I, I'm glad that you pointed out that every song connects Mm -hmm. because I think for a lot of people, that's not a thing they would notice. And I really, I think so. I mean, cause to me, it, it makes the, like when you, I, I don't know, Anthony, you can jump into, but um, first listen, I was like, wow, this is moving really fast. Yeah. Like it mo- it goes song to song to song really fast. And I think it's just because there's no breaks. Yeah. That makes well, it feel like that. There's no breaks and there's like two mid-tempo songs and like maybe, may- I guess you could call it a slow song, sell out. I guess yeah. that's slow. But like the first three songs are fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, you guys keep going, but like you... Evan did mention that there was no, or that it most people probably wouldn't pick up on that. And I thought the same thing too. I was like, I don't think I've ever heard any album where this happens at all, where it's like oh. one song and so then it we, goes into the other. I'll tell you this. Kind of the other. Sad part, we have a lot of good ideas. And a lot <laughs> of people beat us to the punch. And also we're like, dude, check out this sweet idea where we connect all the songs together. But like Graham, <laughs> like, the Prince Daddy and the Hyena album does that, except theirs is done in three parts. So it's okay. like you know, these four songs connect and these four songs connect. And, and that was the first time where I was like, oh, that's a cool idea to do for a whole album. But for them, they were kind of telling like a, there was a lot of stuff with that album. Um, Graham's idea was that Jeff Rosenstock album, Worry. You guys ever listened to that? I haven't, but I know which I, I know. So it's like a normal album for like nine songs. And you're like, hell yeah, bangers, sweet. <laughs> and then like the last eight tracks are like uh he said he wanted to do like the abbey road medley so it's like six or seven i think maybe it's not eight it's like six or seven songs that are all like a minute and a half long and they just flow super well into one another um so that's kind of where we had like the idea of like oh let's do something cool like that maybe for a couple i think it was for cash in and sell out those two songs were like written like these two songs go into each yeah other, right which is that really nice rhythmic modulation from the and then it's in six eight now yeah right? uh so that was that and then we were like fuck what if we do this for the whole album <laughs> and it was sweet and then fucking this goddamn awesome band called origami angel put out a double lp two like 20 <laughs> fucking songs where every song flows into each other and we're like god damn it it's it's the it's the the trend of 2021 i guess yeah so you know whatever but uh, with, with our thing it was like 
you know, we're not telling like a cohesive story with all these songs connecting, but yeah. you guys, I think Evan said it, like it feels relentless. Like it feels it like did. you're just like, Oh my God. And that's, that's kind of like the point, you know, maybe I'm just choosing to interpret it this way, but it's like, that's kind of the point of the album where it's like a, a metaphor for life where it's kind of like shit just keeps coming and shit just keeps coming. And that's, what's going to happen. And you're just going to have to deal with it. Like you'll be all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then you have that break before it's all over. And it's the only song that is like two minutes without any like drums or anything. And it's just, it's like a very clear, like you just dealt with all that shit of 12 songs back to back to back to back to back. To back now here's this other thing yeah and that was a very conscious decision on okay part. we were like we really want to like make that feel like here is the out here's the question basically the 12 songs are like the question bunch of songs bunch of different themes but all kind of just like representing like the shit you got to deal with in life and then it's all over the title track the ending track is the mm-hmm. answer you know and it's like a six minute fucking rock symphony <laughs> there you go which which again we just fucking ripped off from bomb the music industry so it's like <laughs> you know no one does anything original <laughs> your cool friends of fraud i love this insider knowledge man okay yeah sorry <laughs> i realize i'm just like explaining the album and you know but, th- but this is cool that we get to have you kind of explaining some of the the nuances behind the the album but i did kind of want to get into some some songs but so evan what what was one of your favorite songs off of this album i will tell you right now my two favorite songs are nothing ever and i should by far the Um, classics they are the classics um yeah (laughs) people really nailed it hell yeah (laughs) yeah no they they did and also like before this earlier today we jillian and i were sitting on the couch um watching the the video for nothing ever on on our tv and it was it like i was very impressed i love it it's um, fun dude it's funny right yeah <laughs> i like have it. you seen have you seen the cash in music video i have not um it's maybe like i need to it's fun it's like just it's one shot mm-hmm. it's just like a one take video which was nice because the production day was like two and a half hours uh <laughs> But yeah, I just play a dick in both those videos, <laughs> which is totally not my personality, right, guys? Like, no, nah, no, no one would ever nice. No uh, one would ever say. I I do love you can whoever did your your direction, I guess, a director. Yeah, Johnny um, Barbarino, he's awesome. Yay! Um, I love Sam playing the bass in the closet. That was very funny. yeah. That was yeah. hilarious. I did like that. Yeah, um, nothing ever in cash in like both those music videos it was like Johnny came up with the idea and there was a bunch of like open space of like, all right, we got to do something silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was just the band being like, Oh, what if Sam's in the closet? In the closet. What, if, <laughs> what if we're all in the same bed? Or like, what if I get splashed with water and I'm all upset? What if he's know? playing in the bathroom while he's taking a piss or whatever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, d- I did like nothing ever. And I do mm-hmm. know it from, you know, when, when the music video was out and mm-hmm. I think you, you promoted that, but one of my favorite songs is actually over and over. No, yo. Okay. I really like that song. I, I just, I just vibed with it because my van's going to get mad at me. Why? No, <laughs> no, I like it because like, so the first three songs are like you mentioned, there's this sort of go, go, go thing. And then over yeah. and over is where you, maybe get that slight change of this kind of three, four 
kind of song and i really liked it i don't know i just really dug no, that i mean that vibe. I, I view the album in like three distinct kind of like maybe not three distinct but like there's the intro which is like those first three fucking fast songs yeah and yeah. Then there's like a long sh- run of kind of like chilled out songs yeah with okay like over and over uh was i'm gonna leave you with this is yeah this song yeah I that's the next one no uh, <laughs> and then we have i should and then i'm okay with lying and then like those four songs are kind of like their own chunk of kind of like the more mid-tempo-y kind of songs and then you have cash in sell out stuck was just kind of like its own quadrant and then looking back moving forward and it's all over and so, yeah, so, like, it's cool that you like over and over. I don't want to, like, ruin this album with my <laughs> like, I've been in this band, I've played these songs. Uh, over and Over is probably my least favorite song. On the really? Yeah, why, did, why, think, did, why did you not like Over it? Over and Over works on the album. Okay, we recorded and mastered a version of Over and Over that yeah. I hate. And I really? made the band. I was like, we can't release this. It sounds too poppy. It sounds too produced. It sounds too sparkly. We took out like a bunch of lead guitars. There was a fuck ton of bells and we're like, let's take this all out. Let's put in some like heavier guitars because it just didn't feel cohesive to the rest of the album to me. And I was like, we can't put this on. And so we re-recorded a bunch of stuff and paid for it to get remastered. Dang, Um, really? There's a version out there. Yeah, same thing with I Should, I think. Dang, I had no idea. But no, it's it's one of my favorite songs on the album. I I, I love it. That's that's awesome. I'm, I'm super stoked. I think it works where it is on the album because it is, I agree. It's such a clear like delineation of like, here's the three fucking heavy hitters in the beginning mm-hmm. and now something different. Yeah. But I think if you listen, at least in my opinion, when you listen to it on your own, I'm kind of like, I, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I think it's relatively simple in comparison to the scope of the rest of the songs on the album. I get that. I get that. Um, You know, it's pretty just like out and back song. So, yeah, but that's awesome. I was not expecting you to say that. To no, I, I loved it. And for you, the listener who maybe hasn't listened to this album or any doesn't even know the music video, we can play a little snippet of Nothing Ever. And uh, we definitely encourage you to check out the music video uh, for the song. So here's just a little bit of that right now. All right, hopefully that was enough of a listen. And we definitely encourage wow. you to listen to the whole album, check out the, the music video. But you mentioned the bells. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I... <laughs> go. Okay, Evan, go first. You okay. go first, Evan. So go first. I, I have, to me, the sound <laughs> the, the sound of, of Sad Park is so, like, there's, uh, Grant, you keep talking about, like, Jeff Rosenstock and, like, Bomb the Music Industry. Yeah. And I'm like, dude this is like it's so jeff rosenstock and to me the the bells i love i love the bells and i love the bells in in combination with graham's voice Mm -hmm. and like his his voice is to me is very um indie like is is that right yeah i mean like i i think like graham's voice it has like some edge to it Mm mm-hmm but yeah. he sings too well to be like considered a punk singer. You know, even right. even though he can like fucking like the beginning of Stuck is like the gnarliest vocals on the album. Like he can fucking get into that, but he has some gorgeous like tone to his voice. So he kind of sits in this like interesting range. I think that is like the sad park sound. Obviously, mm-hmm. like the singer is always the sound, but like 
I, I think his voice is so specific. Uh, anyway, sorry, Evan, you were saying. No, his it's it's the specific vocal sound and also the bells. Because nobody else is doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, definitely, like, I think that a lot of bands in, like, the early, like, the late aughts and the early 2010s were like, we're going to use, like, a glockenspiel. They were, like, a toy xylophone, because they don't know what it's called. Uh, and it was kind of like a, a kitschy kind of like, you know, novelty type thing. And, uh, you know, we were really influenced by the album Vacation by Bomb the Music Industry, which is my favorite album of all time. Like it, it's if honestly, I know this out, al- this episode is about my album, but everyone in the world should go listen to Vacation by Bomb Hell the yeah. Music Industry. Hell yeah. It's probably the best album ever made. Um, but there's a song on it called Vocal Coach where it's like it's a f- there's like, you know the drum set part, the bass part, two guitar parts, the vocal part, synth and fucking glockenspiel. Like it is that much of a player in the song. You know what I mean? It's just going the whole time. And uh, I remember hearing that when I was younger and just being like, you can use glockenspiel in like a more legitimate way than just like a novelty. Like, Ooh, listen to like, like, this is cute. (laughs) Like you can use it in like a real um, orchestrational way. I, and so that was definitely something that we tried to do. So it makes me really happy that you kind of picked up on that. Okay. I have a story about your damn bells. <laughs> and we, I think shortly... So obviously we're, we're recording this at the time of the pandemic. Uh-huh. But I remember when we started to get vaccinated, we hung out at your house and we were like drinking beer. Oh, yeah. And you oh, because I had all that shit at my mom's house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so we were drinking beer and, we, and you were like, Hey, you want to listen to a little bit of the album? And you were playing us a little bit of the album. We were chilling. And then I think you were like, you know what's the most punk rock thing ever? I'm going to put some bells on this album. <laughs> and so, like, I, as soon as I heard bells on this album, it was really hard, <laughs> not for me just to laugh every time I would hear it, because I know that that's just you. And all I could think of was, I'm going to put bells on this album. I mean, what is more punk rock than Glockenspiel? Tell me. <laughs> oh my God. Marimba? Maybe on the next album. Maybe. You know? Maybe the xylophone just... right here. What? Anthony, I want to know. I know you said you were laughing at it. because of You're laughing at it because of the story, not because of Because it was sound. so bad. He right. was like, A442. <laughs> Ugh. A joke for two people. <laughs> I, I get it, and it's me and Evan. Those are the two people. No, but but it did make me laugh, and I'm like, okay, well, I can only think of of that one part. But like sometimes it would like it would it would make me laugh to a sense of like, damn it, that's like the only thing I can think about. It's like your bell parts. <laughs> so like so when up. I would listen to the next song, I'd be like, where are those bells? I want those bells. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think we put bells on every song to yeah. keep it super cohesive. <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> but, oh, I'm sorry. You got a fucking problem with the bells? Where they're not going to be on the next album because that was a oh, this album. Oh, God. <laughs> you should, no, I, you lo- should... I, love the, <laughs> I love the bells. But they just make me laugh because of that one instance of you going, I'm going to put fucking bells on the You know album. who doesn't love the bells? It is Graham. Really? Graham will no. be like, let's put bells on the next album. And he's like, no. <laughs> no so then that's Which, when... i mean i no, i get it like it's like it was a very like this album was its own thing and because yeah. the bells were such a big part of it you know even though the next sad park album's like it's gonna still sound like sad park it's like you want it to have a slightly different aesthetic you know what i mean 
And right. so it's like maybe we put vibraphone or marimba or xylo or something. Well, it's you really know, or synth or whatever. It's really specific to the band sound, but it's also very specific to you. Like you have to have a really, um, you have to have a, a certain skill set, I guess. And Get I don't those know. Sweet paradiddles on uh, <laughs> what song was it? You will fade for me. That boo doo 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 doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like doubles. It's like a D major seven chord or something. I don't it's know. Tough. I don't remember. But Sorry. but but it's hard. I get totally off track. <laughs> no, but 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 those bells like so at, at the first you know go through the album like obviously I had like that moment of like oh that funny time and the bells. But the second time because we try and listen to the albums as much as possible just to get as much mm-hmm. of the album as possible. But as I was going through, one of the parts that I really liked was uh, I should with your bells and that guitar solo. Yeah. And that that, really went together very, very well. There was a lot of times in the studio where I, I was just pushing for bells. Like I had a list, let me see if I can pull it up, but I have a list um, where it was like every song, like what my thoughts are, were what my thoughts were for all the auxiliary percussion, right? Cause I'm a, you know, a classical percussionist. So I was like, all right, this song, like this verse, we need to have shaker because you know it's on the ride so it's kind of a washy sound let's get a more articulate sound in there to help keep time and we were having like really specific notes like that and i had like you know we have to do something for i should i was like let's double this guitar melody um on bells and that was mostly just because i was like it just felt kind of empty yeah like honestly when you're making an album it's like a lot of the decisions that end up being on the final album. You know, I would say 80% of those songs were written when we went to the studio, but then like things that you think are like insignificant that you add in, in the studio because something feels empty or like, Oh, we need a little extra. It ends up becoming like a huge part of the song. Um, Like if you think of, I should mm-hmm. uh, after that first chorus, you know, when there's just like kind of like that bell solo thing, it's kind of lowered in the mix sometimes. Yeah. The boom, ba da dum, ba dum, ba dum, bum bum, ba da 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 dun dun. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was literally some shit where we were like, "Yo, this needs something," and I already was recording bells, and I was like, "Let me just like Let me just try something." Spit yeah, spit something, and then like it became like kind of the main focal point of that part of the song. Um, no, but that's all. It it did really work together nicely at some times and and that was one of the highlights for me was especially that bell part during the guitar solo oh well thank you very much yeah this is really just like grant's stories about the album unless like you guys reviewing i don't know what you guys typically you guys are like reviewing right that's how you would describe it it's like i mean we basically we basically do this but now we have an inside guy to like tell us everything cool so so it's mostly like it's it's music talk but also like story sharing which is best because i you know you again with you being here it it just it's it's much better this way (laughs) i'll say that well yeah you know grant makes everything better it's true um i do have a question for you Mm -hmm. do you so because we know you and we know as a friend right we know what music you listen to and things like that do you all like the four of you guys listen to the same music or do you all listen to different things or was there anyone 
one of the other guys who was like, oh, I heard this thing. Let's do that. We have some pretty like there's like a core like group of bands that we all kind of collectively fuck with. Um, and I think those are the bands that are the most similar to Sad Park. Like, you know, uh, when like, you know, no earbuds post about us, it's like, you know, for fans of these bands. And it's like a lot of it is for me because I was a huge Jeff Rosenstock fan. So every new friend I meet, I'm like, do you know about the music industry and Jeff Rosenstock? <laughs> uh, and so I got Graham and Sam and then Aiden into that. And so that was kind of like Jeff Rosenstock about the music industry for sure. Uh, Prince Daddy and the Hyena for sure, Pup for sure, uh, and like Weezer, yeah, okay, um, and those are kind of like the big ones. And there's other ones I'm sure I'm forgetting, like Together Pangea, definitely. You know, I'm not, I'm I was into them a lot when I was in high school, and I just kind of listen to different style now. Uh, but that's something as well. But then all of us also have like kind of our own things that we're into. Like I'm really in obviously a little more eclectic than everybody else, but like jazz classical. Um, I like a lot more like the Midwest emo and like math rock type stuff. Okay. You know, where it's okay. a little more technical. Right. So that's definitely my kind of getting like jazz and classical too. I definitely have a more technical taste and Graham is actually, he's also really eclectic. Like he'll be into either like country music, like old school country music, like shit on the fallout new Vegas soundtrack. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that type of country music, like some banjo picking, like, like, yeah. Like just like a sweet dude singing with like an acoustic guitar. And okay. Like it's ripping okay. or like fucking hardcore music. Graham's really into, uh, he's kind of just into a lot of stuff. A lot of like old 90s stuff. He likes Nirvana, obviously. And then Sam, Kind of has a similar taste to me, but he definitely likes a little bit more produced music because he's an engineer, right? Uh, and then Aiden didn't have anything to do with this album, but <laughs> he, he likes kind of the music that I like, uh, but he also likes a little more of like the kind of more, because he's younger, so he's kind of more in touch with like the bands that people really fuck with right now, like the bigger kind of alt bands, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, you know what I mean? There's kind of like this core group and then you can kind of hear like, Oh, these are like the fucking breakdown of nothing ever. You're like, Oh, I wonder who came up with that idea. Like it was me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, But like Graham going crazy on that yell and stuck. You're like, that's Graham. The Uh, breakdown is stuck. The breakdown is stuck. That's Graham. (laughs) All like all that weird shit. You know what I mean? Uh, and so it's, it's interesting like that. I think I over answered your question. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I appreciate it because it's always, it's, it's interesting to me to see where, where you guys differ and where it's all the same. Um, because I'm more interested in, in where things are different. That's where I think like our good conversations are is, is when we're like, Oh, you like this thing that I've never heard of. Please tell me everything you know about it. Um, because no, I'm definitely. that kind of person also. I, I totally agree with that. It's something that's cool about Sad Park is that, you know, me, Graham, Sam, and now Aiden are all like songwriters. Like Graham obviously comes up with like the core idea for the song. But like Sam and I, when we were in Ladyfingers, like, and even this new album that we're working on as like a side project, like different name, like I'm writing those songs, all the new songs. Sam and I wrote Ladyfinger songs together. Aiden was in a band called uh, Beach Freaks that he wrote all the songs for. So we all have like a very clear artistic, like this is what it should be. 
And so there is like, there's some fighting, like there's some bickering when we're writing songs because I'll just be like, no, like it obviously should be this. <laughs> it's supposed to be between me and Graham because Sam and Aiden just kind of shut up because me and Graham are pretty similar, like personality wise. <laughs> and, and I think that's, I agree with you, Evan, like, you know, you're kind of, your example is a little more like buddy, buddy, like, ah, let's share things. But also like that, that budding heads kind of forces the song to be as good as it possibly can also. That's a good right. point. That's and a good I'm point. not... I mean, I'm not in a position where I have to like argue <laughs> so much <laughs> as as you guys do when you're like working on a song. Like, it's important. Okay, but here's that, the but... stupid shit. Okay, it'll be like, "Yo, is this pop gonna be three four, or is it gonna be four? Uh, like it's that that type of shit." Or I'm like, no, no, no. It's like the, the boring is, shit. It's no because it's but like to me, I'm like Graham is like a he's very like kind of like emotional and feeling based with his okay. opinions which is great like that's why our fucking songs are so emotional um and that's why like the shit's so catchy right where uh, you know when i write songs i try and write like emotionally too but because of my training and my background there's always a sense of like how the song is flowing and like the technical like this is what it should be so i'll be like you don't understand like it needs to have two pops because there's so much momentum going forward that we need to slow that down with two distinct like bah, bah, like hitting the brakes twice to go into the next section otherwise it's it feels like it just rolls over that you know what i mean and then i'll be like that's how i feel and the grand will be like but it doesn't sound good which is just <laughs> as valid of a fucking opinion right and so you're just like ah oh, well i i don't know i don't know what to do <laughs> And I'll like go eat ramen and come back and do something else. <laughs> That's fair enough. But uh, for you, the listener, I do. I know we mentioned uh, I should and and the bells and the guitar solo. I kind of just want to play a little snippet of that to showcase those bells. So here's uh, a little bit of a listen for you right now. So hopefully that was enough of a taste for you. But it's funny, Evan, that you kind of asked about like the different styles, because one of the things I picked up on also while listening to the album is that there's a lot of variation from like song to song. Like it it seemed as though and, and what I mean by that is like it wasn't cases where song is verse, chorus, verse, chorus, done. It felt like mm-hmm. there were so many different parts to one song. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I'm curious oh, if that was like, I'm curious if that was like your guys is just backgrounds kind of molding and melding together and kind of all that going on. But, th- but there was a ton of variation from song to song. I was yeah. like, Jesus. I think it's a lot of stuff. I think, uh, so I am definitely of the opinion that like, if it if a song works, it works, right? So like, yeah. On this new stuff that I'm working on with Sam, for example, where I am like, I'm writing the song. You know what I mean? Not just like Grant as a drummer and like helping to put the song together, but like, boom, here's my idea. I don't have a lot of songs that are like verse, chorus, verse, chorus because it doesn't work for the song. Mm. So my songs end up being interesting. They end up being different, but that's because I'm like, fuck it, verse, chorus, breakdown, bunch of bullshit, chorus, songs done. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Or I'll be like, you know what? The chorus only happens once. It happens at the end. It's like verse, bridge, verse, something else, chorus, done. Right? Because uh, I want it to be like frenetic for the stuff that I'm writing. Uh, so that's my mindset, which is like, if it doesn't work, don't fucking do it. 
but if it does work, do it. You know, if a verse is bridge, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, the classic move. Yeah. Yeah. The classic setup. Uh, so that's how I come in because I can really only speak to me and Graham because again, we have so many discussions about these things. Okay. Graham, especially on this album. I mean, since then, but like, like 2018 ish, when we started working on this album, he was just like, I don't, he always just wants to be like, how creative can I be? How different can we make this? Like how cool of a chord progression can we do? Like, let's totally change it up. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think the perfect example of that is awake, that song awake. Cause it's just like, there's, there's no, there's like, there's no defining thing. You know what I mean? No. There's no verse or chorus. I, I hear that in my head just as like a drum set player. Cause I have to like, that's how I came up with my parts. But like, realistically, it's just like all, you know, it's like theme and variations, right? Or it's like through composed. Yeah. Um. So it was a conscious effort, but there are some songs that are like, like, I think you look at over and over. That song mm-hmm. is the same thing twice. Yeah. It's the same thing twice. It's verse, chorus, or it's intro, verse, chorus, intro, verse, chorus, intro. Like, exactly. That's but, that. But yeah. So sorry. No, but <laughs> it, it was cool that you did that, but I'm glad you mentioned Awake. Because one of the things that I am now realizing as I'm listening to albums is that when albums have like this big, grandiose entrance moment for an album, Mm -hmm. that is kind of something that I'm now finding that I look for. And you guys really nailed it on a way. It was so good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Like, it gets you like ready for it. And I think in your head, you're... Obviously, you can't tell like the whole album from the one song, but um, I think the sound, if you're if you're going into it and you're open to the first song, the rest of it's going to be like great. So I love that that awake the first song. Yeah. Okay. So two things. First of all, again, we didn't rip it off. Like we never rip off anyone. We're always <laughs> just like we'll do something. We'll be like, oh yeah, we got this idea from this or like that. Like baller album opener is a jeff rosenstock staple like from from uh vacation through for like three albums vacation we cool and worry and post four albums motherfucker was just like get ready for the dopest shit it's huge (laughs) it's just like oh what uh but his his will like build for longer than ours were right uh, but definitely that idea of like that statement of purpose of like beginning. in the beginning, like, like get ready, have, like, like literally like we put our most, like, in my opinion, like our best fucking songs on the beginning and the very end of the album. Like I think awaken it's all over are the most just like, damn yeah. songs that we put out for sure. For sure. And that's absolutely something we got from like being fans of Jeff Rosenstock, being fans of Bob the music industry. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to say about awake. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, why it's called awake. It's because our last album was called Sleep. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wouldn't no. it be fucking funny if our first song on this album is called Awake? And I just did it because it's fucking funny. Oh, I have. Okay. You want the scoop on all the names? G- yeah. Give me give me the okay. scoop. So some of the names, it was just like, we didn't have names for a long time because we were just like, fuck it. You know, we'll figure it out the name. And we, we aren't the type of band who's typically down to like name a song based off like lyrics in it, you know? Okay. We just don't like do that. We name them thematically. So nothing ever is one of those that was like, it was a bunch of different things. I think nothing ever, a couple of songs actually got their names flipped. Like, I think you will fade for me and I'm going to leave you with this. We're actually different. And then we were like, nah, it's better if they, 
if they flip. if they just switch spaces. Yeah, and so that's why I always forget. Like <laughs> even to this day, like the album's out. We sent it in with the album, the song titles like seven months ago, and I'm still just like, what the fucking is it? <laughs> um, yeah, nothing ever is one of those. Over and over is one of those like lyrics, like over and over again. We were just like, fuck it. Um, I should. We actually, there's a video of us playing that song like at Sam's first show. That's how it was like 2018. That wow. song we wrote like right after Sleep came out. That song's been around for a while. Really? And a fan just like Sad Park, new song I should, because it's like, I just don't feel the way I should. They just titled it that. And then so many fans are watching that video and like we would still play it live at shows. And we were just like, I guess the fucking song is called I Should. Because <laughs> it was like people knew the song and they called it that. I was like, well, we can't change it. Can't the name. not. Like, yeah. Sorry, idiot. It's not what you think it is. <laughs> um, what else? Cash in and sell out is from that South Park episode where they start like the Washington Redskins, but it's like, it's like GoFundMe. Do you remember that episode? <laughs> yeah, I vaguely know what you're talking their about. Their business model was start up, cash in, sell out, bro down. <laughs> and so I was really pushing for like, we should be start up, cash in, and then sell out, bro down is like, oh, I like yeah. semicolons a lot. And so I was really down for like a song with like blank, semicolon, blank, and the next song like blank, semicolon, blank. You just want long ass <laughs> song titles. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh, yeah. So then, and I'm okay with lying was there's only like, four lines in that fucking song right there's not a lot of uh vocals i'm okay with lying if you are too mm-hmm. do you know that song um and so we were like we need a song we need like a a fucking title that like almost helps give us a little bit more lyrics to like explain what the concept of the song was okay uh so that's that okay uh stuck was originally a song called franken song i don't know if anyone knows this Stuck was originally a song called Frankensong because it felt so disjunct, right? Because it used like that main thing in the beginning, the and then just out of nowhere, there's just like a totally different fucking breakdown in the middle, right? That oh yeah, so we're talking about more the variation of totally different. It's a fucking different tempo. It's not the same. We just slow down into that, and then we come out into like again the bounce, bounce out, bounce, bounce. You're like it's just fucking three different parts. And so we were calling it Frankensong, and we were writing the song forever. Forever. We just couldn't figure out how to fucking make it work. And so all the lyrics in that song sounds like it's about a relationship ending, but it's about the process of writing that song. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's something that uh, Graham and I, because Graham wrote the lyrics for like half the album, and then the other half Graham and I wrote the lyrics together on. Okay. And so I have a clear memory of me just being like, I think collectively together, we were just kind of like, what if the fucking song is just about the song? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what that that's about. You know, like uh, I get so frustrated. I can't explain like, you know, right. And it feels like I made it worse. Like every time I try and make it work, it feels like I made it worse. It was literally like we would do like, let's write the song. And it would sound shittier than when we started it. And we're just like, oh, fuck this. God, that's, that's <laughs> fucking funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and then looking back, moving forward, just uh, that bell thing just sound very nostalgic. The blue do 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 do, you know, because we just wanted an interlude, something to change it up. And we were like, it's a minute long. Let's make it its own song so that people can listen to moving forward. And then I was like, we just got to call the song like looking back. That's what it sounds like. And then moving forward is like, cool, looking back and then moving forward. Obviously, that works. Um, and then it also kind of takes you a little closer to that final last you know, it's all over. It's like all that over. Song. Yeah. Uh, 
And yeah, it's like a lot of the shit is just like <laughs> us being dumb or me saying something like, LOL, what if we have a fucking glockenspiel intro? And it's a minute long. And we're like, yeah, it's a song now. You know, it's just like, it's dumb. Oh, that's some good shit, man. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully those stories are interesting. You guys got the scoop on those. I, yeah. I love it. Well, it's, it's cool. Cause we could just be like, oh my gosh, like maybe they were thinking about this. Um, but sometimes, sometimes you're like, wow, they're such artists. Cause it is like, it is a, a artistic package. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. album is, um, like you said, maybe not like a, a complete concept from like one song, like all the way through to the end, but there is like stuff going on and the concept is, is there, even if it's not like the complete story. Um, but I do think it's, it's for me, it's more, more rewarding of a listen than music. That's, um, more like, you know, like I hate my parents or whatever, like punk rock, like, and you're like, Oh God. Um, I remember (laughs) We did we did a Misfits episode. Oh yeah, we last... did uh... his big Danzig nuts, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and I I was having a um a really hard time trying to describe because Anthony was like our our punk guy, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of not. And <laughs> I was having a hard time trying to describe like oh when I if I'm gonna listen to punk it's gonna be this. It's for me, it was because he was talking about like, uh, like the clash and like sex pistols and like the misfits. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, no, it's going to be after that. And I, no, I, I agree with you, Evan, just because okay. it's the first doesn't mean it's the best. Right. And well, for me, it's like the, the California, like surfy, like it, almost the exact sound you were talking about at the beginning when we first started. The sound, the sound that I didn't like is, is pretty much what I like. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. I yeah. Get it. And it's, it, but this was, um, this was more satisfying to me than that because I can only listen to like, you know, some like, hardcore, like, some, well, some... <laughs> I'm thinking like of a very specific, like suicidal tendency song where he's like, damn it, mom, why don't you just get me a Pepsi or whatever? Oh, it's, it's, about it's nothing but like, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and this was, this was so nice. This was so nice. So well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, though, thank you. I think something that, uh, you know, just to give you more things to listen to, like, we were definitely trying to, because we all like that that Midwestern, like, East Coast sound, which is, I think, something you'd really like, because they, especially in, like, the modern day, with, like, the counterintuitive bands, and a lot of those other bands off the East Coast is, like, it's emo, but it's not, like, you know, hot topic emo. Yeah. (laughs) Early 2000s emo. emo. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, it's like legit like emo, but with a lot of like indie and kind of punk influences to it. Like that's like a band like pup or a band like mom jeans. You know what I mean? Like that kind of aesthetic. And so we were like, what if we take that sound? And obviously like we all grew up in Southern California. We're going to have the, especially with Graham, like he loves Nirvana. He loves Pangea. That's just such a part of him when he writes. And so I think that is what gives it like that specific sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that it is those two very like clearly different things that we both love. We all love, you know, equally and trying to like fucking put them together. <laughs> I did visuals on an audio medium. <laughs> Great. It's okay. I had a, I had a prop last time and did you really, or it was the time before it that, was, yeah. it was, oh. uh, it was for, 
for the Michael Jackson thriller episode where he busts out his uh, family heirloom <laughs> of, of thriller on vinyl. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, speaking, speaking of props, sad part, like, again, I took this idea for Mega 64 because they would have something called, uh, like, at the wheel when they would do, like, Comic-Con and stuff. They'd just have a wheel and you'd spin it. And sometimes it would be like, you know, get free merch, but they would do like things where it would be like a oh, dog biscuit. And you just like, they just give you a dog biscuit. You eat it. <laughs> My favorite one they did was called wake up call where you get wake up call and they just hold a mirror in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And so I was like, we have to do the same thing where we call it wheel of merch. And it's a wheel <laughs> of merch and it'll be like free pin. You know, free, there'd be like a tiny one that's like free shirt. You know what I'm saying? But it would be like a dollar off. But then there'd be other ones like we would have, would absolutely steal like wake up call it's great but it would be like skip a turn and it's like <laughs> the person behind you gets to buy what they want before you do or like uh or like your shirt costs ten dollars more now <laughs> oh <my laughs> or like God. go to the back of the line or something uh and you can either choose to buy your shirt normal or you can fucking take your luck on the wheel dude <laughs> uh i don't know where you know just talk about sad park stories and stuff so i want to do that for our next tour oh god well we're gonna i mean we're we're maybe you guys only do an hour we we like kind of do an hour but i mean as we're winding down here i just wanted to ask you about maybe some of your highlights of the album and maybe some of the songs or things about it that you personally like so we can do that but then i also want to ask you guys what you guys didn't like about the album oh god okay Okay. i'm nervous So my personal highlights are, I think Awake sounds great. I think I'm okay with Lying sounds great-ish. There's a fill going into the ending that makes me want to cry, but whatever. <laughs> uh, oh, I have a list on my computer, timestamped of every mistake that I made on the album. No, you're kidding. I'm a crazy person, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the drum fills in the second verse of It's All Over sound dope. I think a lot of the album's good. I think every song, there's something I love and something I hate that I did on it. Okay. Like when I hear this album, I hear like 22 year old Grant playing drums. And I'm like, I would never fucking play like that. Like even when you hear (laughs) these songs live, most of these parts are changed. Like I don't play the same thing. Really? It's similar, but I'm just like, it doesn't flow as well as what I would do now, or it doesn't contour the song correctly. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like a fill or something or like I was talking about like momentum before it's like okay with the things I do now like it kind of spoon feeds it to the audience a little more do mm-hmm. you know what I mean Uh, so yeah I'm kind of hard on myself so sorry this is more like a bummer than it was like shit that I liked okay but what did you guys not like I'm ready I can take it I won't cry Evan go first I'm, oh, I'm too okay. nervous no thanks okay so here's here's my my initial thoughts it's I don't know if there was anything that was um, like offensive. Like there was nothing where I was like, that sucks. Um, but I don't know. Maybe if if there was something even more specific about it, like I don't, it, I'm trying to think of the words that I need to, to say because this is like you mentioned an audio medium and I'm not good with words. Uh, and so sometimes like <laughs> shit that I say is just like, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, it, it is, it is really hard to kind of criticize it because I mean, not just because, because you're I'm our, here, not no, just because you're our no, friend dude, it's done. and I and, won't spike your beer the next time we <laughs> hang out, hang no. out and, and you criticize me forever, but no, but it, it like, is kind of hard to criticize I, it because yeah. 
at the same time, we know that it was something that was kind of, I don't know, crafted in that indie vibe of like, I know that this is probably going to be recorded in someone's garage. This isn't some high grandiose album that has all this marketing and blah, blah, blah. Like this is the heart, sweat and soul of, of some guys who put a lot of heart into this album. So it's really hard mm-hmm. for me to be critical about that. Yeah. But you want to, you know. I'll, I'll give you an actual yeah, okay. criticism. I'll, I'll put it like this. If, you, if I wasn't here, right. You guys would talk about things you like about the album. Talk about things yeah. you didn't like about the album. You would have a conversation with each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, but imagine I'm not here. I'm okay. Here's, here's the thing, right? <laughs> I, I listened yeah, I to this the that. first time. And knowing Grant and who he is and what music he likes, I was like, this is, this is, um, this is very Jeff Rosenstock. Like, it's so Jeff Rosenstock. Um, and maybe I wish it wasn't as, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish there wasn't like somebody that popped into my head where I was like, oh, he's doing this. Um, for, you know, I know you're a much bigger fan of him than I am, and you introduced yeah. me to him also. Um, but even uh, that's what I will say. Um, I mean, that makes sense. I, you know, I'm not here trying to like totally defend myself, but I think something that is interesting is like, I feel, and I think the rest of my band is that like, we do a good job of like taking inspiration from different things without sounding like those things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you were to put this album and like a Jeff Rosenstock album next to each other, you could be like, okay, I can kind of hear that this band likes this band. Do you know what I mean? Like sad park likes Jeff Rosenstock, but I, I'm always kind of proud of the fact that it's like, there are a lot of bands out there that are like huge Jeff Rosenstock fans like me and their music, like fucking sounds like Jeff Rosenstock. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's mirror, like it sounds mirror exactly image. like, yeah. That. Yeah. And I, uh, I have to go back to, because I, I'm a recent Jeff Rosenstock fan, I guess I'll say, um, with like No Dream and Scott Dream and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So no, What a good album. Okay. Yes. Also, No Dream, cool thing. Uh, motherfucker stole our idea again. <laughs> we were like, yo, on the next album, instead of having like this huge grandiose start, let's just fucking go into it with like a fast fucking song. Fucking No Dream comes out. First song is this fast, fast song. song. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, God damn it. God damn you, Jeff Rosenstock. <laughs> it's so annoying. No, but one of the things that I, I will say about it is like I mentioned a lot of variation between each song to song. And sometimes uh that did kind of throw me off because there would be like these these segments in a song where like I was jamming and I'm like, oh, that's a sick part, but then it would like change and I'm like, wait, what about that other cool part? Yeah. And then it would change. I'm like, wait a minute, there's like two parts that were like really cool, and I kind of wanted to listen to them a little more. And so uh, uh, I had to get over the fact that that was like just a stylistic thing and that's just yeah. how it was. But that, that that was one of the things that I had to adjust to in the beginning was like, whoa, these there's a lot of different parts in a very short time frame. And that yeah. was that was probably one of the things I was like, whoa, in the beginning. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like it is definitely a stylistic thing of like, yeah, this, yeah, this, like that more emo-y. We're like an emo indie punk band. That's how I explain it. Like yeah. Three <laughs> genres put together. Uh, I think that is a stylistic thing, but also like that was a choice. Like I am always like, I think it's fucking funny to just like, fuck with people. <laughs> to just troll music. people. <laughs> like when I was working at Dark Sky, I think I told you guys this, like I wrote this etude for Dark Sky and we like, we need an intro. It's a independent drumline that I taught for. And it was like, let's do this intro. And I was like, I want to write this beautiful 
uh, I actually arranged uh, Jeffro's a bomb music industry song, the shit that you hate. This beautiful song, I arranged it, and it's like really pretty and flowy, and then it just gets more and more atonal. It's just pianos, so it's like thirty seconds of that, and then it gets more and more atonal, and it's just like gross, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then like fifteen mallet players, like a whole marimba line. I literally was like, everyone choose a note, choose a chord, I'll play any chord, I don't care. And then they start at triple piano and they just roll up until it's just like his huge cacophony of sound of just like absolute atonality, cacophonous nonsense. And then it cuts out into something super pretty and tonal. And I was like, that's fucking fun. Like I was trying to explain <laughs> it. I don't have like, oh, it represents. I was just like, it's funny because like, fuck you. You started listening to pretty piano and then you ended with like 16 marimbas <laughs> playing like a bunch of chords right in your face. Like, that's funny. And so, like, there were definitely parts of the album where we were like, we were like, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, um, I'm going to leave you with this mm-hmm. right after that little breakdown. It just stops. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I oh, was like, okay. ah, it's fucking funny. Like, stop. That, okay. Also stole that from another song. That one I legitimately was like, <laughs> there's this song called, uh, the void by Shinobu where it does that, except they do it like forever. <laughs> like it's like three minutes. It's fucking cool. And I was like, I want to fuck with people like that. And it just kind of stayed in the song. But yeah, that's definitely something where we're like, we want to keep the audience on their feet. Like we want to keep the songs interesting. Mm -hmm. And also there is something to be said of like, I know I've been this way. Like if a song's really short, Mm -hmm. not that our songs are short, but if like a moment is really great in a song that's short, you're more likely to go back and listen to that song. That's what happened to me. I was like, uh, you know, on the second or third pass of the album, I like I found myself liking that more and more. And just because of that, I would like the album significantly more the more times I listen to it. So that definitely did happen to me. I can say. Yeah. I will say, say something. I will say like, as we're wrapping up this kind of section, um, I feel like if you're going to, if you're like out to fuck with people <laughs> and like, it actually works. Like people are actually like, what the fuck? like you know what i mean (laughs) like i feel like then it's successful i think music is only like i mean to be honest i don't think we complain about too much on our show um but i think music is only like bad like quote-unquote bad if you're trying to do something and it doesn't work like if you're trying to make somebody feel a certain way and it doesn't happen or if you're trying to like you know if you're trying to get a point across and it just like doesn't work then i feel like fuck yeah evan i totally agree i always tell people like i i say like oh this song's fine a lot you know what i mean if people Mm -hmm. ask me like what do you think i'm like it's fine it's hard to make music bad i think music is either effective or ineffective and your opinion of it is is based with your opinion it's exactly what you said like music is effective if it's doing what it tries to do right like what sad park is trying to do is very different from what bts is trying to do so trying to measure them (laughs) on the same scale is ridiculous like that's insane Right. That's like, you know, in news, that's like if you were like, oh, what's a better drug, penicillin or uh, fucking Viagra? And it's like, well, they do fucking different things. So, (laughs) you know, it's not the same. I I think you totally hit the nail on your head. The only time music is bad is when it is trying to do something and fails. And you're just like, this sucks, you know, and we've all known that, like your your buddy in high school who like tried to rap and was trying to be like hard from the streets, (laughs) but he's like from Thousand Oaks and you're like it's not working like, yeah. this is not cool <laughs> we that's when it's bad i think we've had conversations about that exact thing before and like that's why like college white boy rap exists 
It's because <laughs> yeah, I dude. It's hey, I'm a big Macklemore fan though, dude. Honestly. <laughs> Yo, speaking of rap, have you seen the Wu Tang Clan show, Evan? Have you seen the second season? Yeah. No, I, I watched the first one. Anthony got me to watch the first one. I was legit just watching it before starting yeah, this podcast. I, I just finished like, I think the fifth episode. But I love it because it's like it's a Wu Tang Clan soap opera. It and is. it's just nothing but fan service. Like they'll <laughs> be is. like, "Yo, you don't understand." When you're on these streets, and then it'll like zoom in on like the dude who's playing Riz's face. He's like, "You gotta protect your neck," and then it'll like look in his eyes, and he's like, "Oh shit, that's like, a song just, title." Every episode is like that. It's or like, so or like when they when they're watching the movie, and then they're like, "The thirty six chambers," <laughs> and he's like, "Yo." We gotta. It. The best part is when he's like, "It's not Staten Island. It's Shaolin." <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, it is, Riza. That's cool." Hell yeah, man. Yeah. So when does when does Sad Park's uh, Hulu series come out? Yo, dude, the Sad Park, and I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> I am okay with lying if you are too, dude." And <laughs> someone's like, "It's we, me waking up next to like, uh, you know, a girlfriend or something." And she wakes up first, and she's like, hey, hey, baby, are you awake? And my eyes open, and I look at the camera. I'm like, oh, awake. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's going to happen. Oh, God. All right. We, we've, had uh, a, we've had a ton of fun on this episode, man. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I, I just. What else you, know, what else you got? Keep stroking my ego, please. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, like, I just. Uh, I think we're just about to wrap up here, but like as as we are, I can't really stress the fact that whether you know Grant or whether you know us or, or whatever, listen to the album and just as even if you have to listen to it a few times through, like I mentioned the the struggle that I had with it, give it a listen. It was it was really awesome, and personally, of course, it's really awesome that you were on it and this was released by someone we know so congrats man this was awesome well, thank you thank you guys so much i was i was happy to be here uh if only just to fucking shoot the shit with you guys yeah man uh i like talking about this stuff and uh yeah i'm, I'm really glad you guys liked it come to a live show oh if you know if you're i think we were talking or, about that you know, yeah we were like i know you got some live shows coming up so we'll have to go see it but evan what what do you what do you got your parting words of wisdom um my parting words um yeah i don't know i'm gonna try and make it out to a live show I would oh, love that. Yeah. Um, I'm out in Bakersfield right now, though. <laughs> so when, when are you doing that Northwest California, Northern California for, tour, we, we are doing like a, just a California tour. Yeah, I saw you have like Pomona and Santa Ana on there, so I'm like, yeah, yeah we could definitely we, make this happen. Santa Ana, like, fuck, Santa Pomona Ana. Garden Grove. Oh my god, Santa Ana. What's that city up the, like the top Northern California? It's like a college town, Humboldt. Humble. Uh, San Francisco, Sacramento, Fresno. Oh, Fresno's pretty damn close. Oh, okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you can go to the Fresno show. I have no idea what it's going to be like, but you can go. <laughs> That's I fine. don't know. It's you yeah. know, it's nice. I'm at we'll a point see. now where I'm just kind of like, all right, where am I showing up? What van am I getting in? How much drums do I got to bring? All of them? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Anyways, I yeah, think that'll be. So... Sorry, did you want? No, say I was just. I was going to say. I I was going to say we should end the podcast. Yes. Because <laughs> I have to drive my ass to San Diego for a session tomorrow. That sucks because it's yeah. late. So let's wrap it's this up. Um, this has been the album hour with Anthony and Grant and Evan. Um, find us on Facebook. We have an Instagram. 
Uh, go follow Sad Park on Instagram and Twitter. Grant runs their Twitter. It's very funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, wait, really quick. Did you guys see my sweet tweet uh, about where I leaked the track listing of the album? No, I did not. I did not. Oh, it's one of my favorite tweets. I was like, yo, the album's two days away. Label's going to get mad. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm leaking the track listing. And then the there's a Twitter thread. Man and the next Park, tweet, man. I just copy and pasted the track listing from the Shrek 2 soundtrack. Oh, I did see this. <laughs> yeah. This this was good. I it was my <laughs> proudest moment. And our PR person liked it. And our label liked it. And I was like, <laughs> I won Twitter, guys. <laughs> Okay, right. sorry. I'll, I'll let the episode end. Hell now. yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah, check us out. Check Sad Park out. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.